What's the best site in India? The Taj Mahal, the Golden Temple? For Rintwa, it's his market stall. Some years ago, he lost his sight and then his job. I'm Lisa from Specsavers and we help the Hope Foundation provide eye care in Kolkata. Rintwa was found to have cataracts. The charity performed surgery, which gave him his vision back. He regained confidence and returned to work. Find out how we're changing people's lives for the better at specsavers.ie. I'm Gary Cook, and you're listening to Trailblazers. I'm talking to uh, Brian Kerr. Brian, it sounds to me that you, uh, from a very young age, were somebody who had a very strong love, for, great love for the game, uh, possibly the insight to know that you weren't going to be as as quite as good as you would have liked to be, uh, but also that you had a huge insight into coaching and things like that. So tell me, talk me through you going from being that younger sort of uh, teenager into, you know, up to the, say, the Pats uh, coaching job that you got in the mid-80s? Well, I got a few breaks along the way uh, from people who I had played for. Let's say I mentioned Jerry Morden, who was my manager at Shelbourne. And uh, when I was there, he was 17, 18. Jerry walked in uh, Hackett's Bookies uh, office in various Offices that Hackett's had around town, but he was Tui's Tui's spotter and Tui's. I remember asking him who did he who did he get to watch players from. He said Jerry, you knew Jerry, Jerry Martin. I said to did yeah, and Jerry used to be his scout when Tui was manager Shamrock Rovers. So 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 Jerry, I think I remember one time he he, he called me. I was running the teams. I was managing the teams at Crum United, and he, Jerry he rang me mum's house and he said look. Tui wants to see you. I, I said, lean to He said, yeah. He said, you, you have to go and meet him. I said, what, 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 like, what, what for? He said, look, they're starting a new team in Rovers and he wants you to go and, and manage it. You get a bit of help. So you have to go down to the North Star and meet Tui. So I went to meet Tui and, and, and Paddy Ambrose and another man called Huey Fleming, who used to run the, the, used to run the B team. Paddy Ambrose was the assistant manager with Tui, great Rovers player. And I went to meet them. I was like 20 and they had a list of players that were t- talking about retaining and letting players go and a list of players that wanted to, to, um, that they were interested in signing. And, but the purpose of the meeting was to tell me that they wanted to start a U team and learn the ideas and how, where would I get the players from and so on and so forth. So, but the the big one was, I think, that they had the list of players and they asked me to have a look at them. Did they know any of them? And the list of players, I knew every player on the list, no matter what level they were playing at, junior football. And the, I think they were a bit taken aback because there was lads like from all sorts of places, like from, say, ranging from Dunleary Celtic to Ballymun United, junior football, and all that. But I used to follow all the level. I was playing at that time at that level as well. I was playing the amateur league with, with the College of Technology. Technology. Um, actually, I used to play the odd match with Larkview as well in the in, in the AOL. But so, you know, to that, I got a break. I'm managing Rovers U team. 
who he used to help me, he used to mark the pitch for us. He was the manager of Ireland. He used to come up mark the pitch for us mm-hmm. for Rovers U team on a Sunday morning, and we used to play it at the back, uh, at the back of the Milltown, the pitch at the back, which was sold off later. But anyway, so that was a great introduction. Again, I got, I, I'd had a, I got a, a spell at, at, at Shelbourne then, not too long after managing the B team, and various things happened like that where I got breaks. And uh, we had a very good B team at Shells. Had two spells out at 78, 79, 81, 82. Uh, got runners up both year. But I remember then I, I went to Drogheda. Uh, I went to Home Farm with Mick Lawler. Mick Lawler, who was part of two of his great teams uh, at Rovers as well. And brilliant, brilliant guy. And Mick asked me to come up to Home Farm with him and help out as assistant manager. And Home Farm were in the, in the top division league of Ireland at that time. So with two years there with Mick again, Mick came in my head, let me do all the training, the coaching. He was playing. He was the manager. I had plenty, he, you know, he, he trusted my opinion on players. And then, Mick, uh, we decided we, he decided he was going to go to take over Drogheda and we went to Drogheda. But when I was at Drogheda, Pats asked me, I got an invitation to go for an interview with Pats. And what had happened was one of the directors had seen us playing when I was managing Shelbourne and uh, he stopped me in the stand one day in an international match and he said, Are you the welcome man in Shelbourne's B team? I said, yeah. I said, he said, I just want to say to you, he said, they're the best team I ever saw in the B division, the best football I ever saw. And he said, I've been at a lot of B matches in my time. I said, thanks very much. I didn't think anyone took any notice of what was going on in the B division. And uh, so through that, I was asked for an interview for Pat's, um, Patty Beckham as the chairman. I went down and they, they offered me the job, but I decided not to take it. I was loving working with Mick Lawler so much in Drogheda. And then they came back to me about a year later. Uh, I got another call saying, look, they'd like me to take her on. So I was afraid I was never going to get a chance again. I mean, who was, I was nobody in the game. I'd never played the game, never played one match in the League of Ireland. You know, I'd no status in the game as such. And here I was getting a chance to manage the club that I followed as a kid. Mm. And at that stage, I was afraid that I just might never get a chance again. And, uh, how did the players take to you? Given what you've just said, well, there was there was a couple there who had played for me uh, at Shelbourne in the B team. Paddy Dillon had played for one of my teams with Crumlin okay. United. He's in Australia. I was with him not so long ago, Paddy. Uh, there was one or two others who were there who had played. Not many. Eamon Gregg was there who would would have played against Eamon. He was the same age as me in schoolboy football. I knew Eamon well. And uh, yeah, I'd say, I don't know how they took to me, but we won the first match anyway, and I was quite happy with that. We beat Galway in my first game as manager. Pats, I don't know whether the crowd were too impressed with who was getting the job, but a lot of the fans were fellas that I'd been in school with. I remember the first day coming out, walking down the touchline in Richmond Park, and when I was registered in school, I was registered as a as, as, uh, Dennis my, was on my bird cert and was went back to my dad was away with a boxing team when I was born and he said if we win the if we win the cup I'll put the names in the hat to get the child on the names on the bird cert. So I two names came out to Dennis and Brian and my ma wasn't too happy, right? <laughs> but but it was on my bird cert anyway. So when I went to school it was on my bird cert. So I was I was Dunica O'Kerr or McGulley I was in one school and I was O'Kerr in another one. I was Dunica. So 
when I'm walking down the funny thing, I was walking down the line at Richmond that day, like, you know, I'm 32, I think it was, and there's three blokes as we're going went along. How are you doing again? We didn't think we'd ever see you here, right? They, they knew me from school as that name, which I was like, everyone knew me as Brian, but, but in school I was doing again. So, so, so it was kind of funny, but anyway, that was the first game. And after that, we won the first match and we kind of got going then. And a lot, a lot of the players left the, the first season. The manager prior to me was Jimmy Jackson. He'd gone to Atlone. A lot of the players were there. We finished quite well. We won the, Won the Leinster Cup in the mm. first month I was there, and they hadn't won anything for for many many years. That was that was a good start, you know. And we were competitive for the rest of the league. I think we finished maybe fifth, and uh, I did okay. But a lot of the players decided they were moving on. They went to Atlone, one or two. Uh, John Cleary left, went to Dundalk. A uh, gang of them um, went to Atlone. There was five or six: Fran Hitchcock, Charlie O'Leary, Jim Grace. Um, Austin Brady, uh, all right, there was a, a right, right load of them. So, but what it did, it left me room to get in lads that I knew that played for me in the colleges teams. I'd managed the Irish technical colleges. I'd managed Shell's B team a couple of times, managed CYM. I'd managed very, lots of other teams. So I had a, a collection of fellas in my head that do all right for me. And I signed them like so Mark Ennis, um, Paul Masterson, um, I went out and got Curtis Fleming, mm. Pac Helch, a lot of different players. Pac born. And, and, and He was at United for a while, wasn't he? Pac Helch was at yeah, United. He was on the U teams with Tui. So that spell mm. I had with Tui, there was a, there was a, a group of players that Tui had picked that I knew. Some, a lot of them were in England, obviously, at that time, but some of them were here. Some of them were coming home. So I was able to tap into that player base that I knew other people didn't know. And I was good on junior football and schoolboy football. So I, I put a team together with Pats and the first year we were very competitive and we, we, we got runners up. We were favourites relegated, I'd say, but <laughs> we did okay. We went to the last match of the league up to Dundalk to win the league, my first season, my first full season, and it was 1-1 draw. We were leading, actually, they, they, uh, they, they, yeah, we were leading, we got a penalty, then they got a free, Desi Garman got a header, it was 1-1, then we got a, a late goal disallowed, we were down to 10, and um, Paddy Dillon might have got his hand to it, and uh, he, the referee put him off. And we were down to 10, but we battled on dark to try to win it, but we didn't. We drew one more and we got runners up. We went to play, we played Hearts in the European, whatever it was called, the next year. Was it UEFA Cup or next year? UEFA Cup or whatever version of the second competition yeah. it was at that time. But that was before season, which wasn't bad. And then kind of that led to everyone getting a bit of confidence. And, you know, I saw in four players from draw I remember for four grand who had been playing John McDonnell and uh, Mick Moody. Morris O'Driscoll and Dave Henderson and they were a backbone of the team along with the, the few other lads I knew from junior football mm. and so on and that was the basis of the team that won the league then in 1990 so initially the players might have been a little bit who was this little small young fellow what would he know about it but I think early on they gathered I knew what I was talking about to a degree and the training would have been good I had Morris Price start wrestling he died last year lived down the road from here actually Morris with me initially as, as my assistant and the training would have been you know well organised and tough and we would have been a very fit team in the league what was your mantra for managing? What, what, what did you do with players that, the, the, you know, were you, like, were you a really 
good motivator, good man manager, or were you a tactical think, manager? I, or what I, were you? I think you'd have to ask the players, Gary, on that. I really, I, I think, I, I think I was a good motivator because any team I had at any level was usually in the run for trophies. Mm. I wasn't very successful at winning trophies until I went to Pats, but but uh, we were always in the run. And when I had the teams with Crumlin, we were in the top section of schoolboy football, and we were always in the running against Town Farm, Stalamaras, Rangers, Kevin's, St. Joseph's. Mm. Crumlin United were only a new club, but they were all, uh, and my teams, uh, like to say, my teams were our players were usually up there. So I would have been able to organise players. I had a good eye for a player. I had a good, very good eye for judging players. What and did you do? When you say judging a player, what does that mean? Well, I would have judged players on their ability to play in the positions that I needed players for. I also, I didn't understand it, but I probably had a good, I was a good judge of character as mm -hmm. well, of commitment and character and fellas who were going to be disciplined and maybe toe the line a little bit and respond to good guidance. Uh, but I definitely had um, a good eye. I could go to any match and I could pick a player that I thought had potential and I actually felt other people didn't see it. Sometimes I'd see fellas and I'd see it and I'd, I'd know by talking to other people that no one else saw it in the back. I mean, everyone saw the fella that got the three or four goals, but I might see the fella, the full back that had a little bit of about him, that had a nice shape and could kick it well and had a little bit of pace and they could possibly play centre half and I could see midfield players who could could see a pass and anyway I had a, some ability on that but as a guard and well, not everybody can not everybody can see a, a clever person so say something like Ronnie Whelan right hmm. who was a, as you know a great playing, great player playing, playing for home farm as a 16 year old in the League of Ireland and I would have been watching him now, I know he was an outstanding player but to say yeah, you don't be good enough to play for Liverpool is another that's a different different kettle of fish you know to go from home farm in the League of Ireland mm. um, it was some massive jump you know and that, but Billy Bean like to see the Kevin Morden one uh, Paul McGrath you know they were extraordinary signings for Manchester United to have that eye to say these fellas have something special going back to Manchester United signing Tony Dunn for Shelbourne in the early mm. 60s goes into the team win the, win the European Cup people that saw that and had that judgement I didn't have anything mm. like that but I had an ability to see first I had something and, mm. and, and that I could help to develop a mould a little bit and make them as team players Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. 
because I was good at building teams, good at at, at getting morale right, yeah, and yeah. motivating and making people feel good about themselves and understanding it was about you know there's no I in the word team. Now all used to say to me, you know, it, it's not about me or you know, but I. It's about the team and doing the right thing for the team. And I think that's what we had at Pats. I think everyone identified that. Used to look and say, "What? Who? Who's your man? Yeah, John Tracy. Where goodness, where did you get him from? Oh, the new Damien Bourne. Didn't know John McDonnell. You know, uh, Mick Moody. The fellas that they weren't that rated like. Uh, but we made it, and then they became. We became. Mm. We were fearsome lost and became. People didn't like playing against us because they were so. We were, we were well organized, disciplined, mm. effective at set pieces. But we played ball when we could play. We we could play. The pitch wasn't very good in Ninja Court, and I moved Pat's out, and we went to Harders Cross, and one season became three. Nearly became four. Wondering were we ever going to get back to in Chicago? That was an awful time. Although we won the league in Harris Ross, and that justified the move because the pitch in Chicago there was a six foot three drop on the pitch, and there was no grass on it either. Because mm-hmm. we'll be trained on it as well. We know training facility. So, uh, but we moved to Harris Cross. Not just we, we you know, we, the pitch was a bit better. It was flatter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a hostile environment. We were running track around it, so we had to be the best team to win the league. And we won the league against the, the great. Jim McLaughlin Derry team to won the treble we, 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 we knocked them off their perch the following year you know we went to Derry and beat them in Derry which was we beat them in Harlow's Cross as well we used to play everyone three times at that time we beat them in Harlow's Cross early on 2 nothing. then we went to Derry and beat them one nothing away and we drew in Harlow's Cross near the end in a really vital match but we I mean they had they had, they had the superstars they had the former Shamrock Rovers four in a row players uh, Kevin Brady uh, Paul Dool and um, oh, they were they were they were class class players, um, re- really really good players, um, you know, the, 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 just and and the crowd up there, the hostility towards you, it was real football, yeah. Derry, you know, <laughs> but they they won the treble. They were absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant team. They'd foreign players even. They'd Christic, you know, the centre forward. He was the Yugoslav player. They'd. Um, uh, Liam Coyle, sensational, you know, Stuart Gall. That's right, he was second, extremely second, skillful. Second, second player, half, yeah. Stuart Gall, Stuart yeah. Gall, um, they, they were, they were a brilliant team, but we knocked them off the next season. We had a good, we had a good side by then, by 1990, you know, I'd had, I'd had a couple of seasons to build it up. And, uh, unfortunately, it all collapsed money-wise. Uh, there was, we, we, we ended up with liquidations and receiverships in that period until we built another team then for 96. So, in 1996, you also became the technical director of, in the FAA. Yeah, I, I started in, uh, started in, I think, the 1st of February, 97. Okay. And then, within a very short period of time, you were doing the same uh, thing with, with uh, you were back with the kids uh, and the the under 20s uh, in the World Cup. Well, I was back. I I actually when I took the role as youth team manager with the FEI, that was the job. They had a small ad at the back of the paper. Uh, I think it was in the old press, Irish press. A small ad on the back page of the sport page said youth team manager required apply to the FAI 80 million square before whatever the date was, right? 
And I had been disgusted through the charting years of how the youth teams had fallen apart from the two days mm. when we were at three European finals and a World Cup. And we're, yeah, because you'd been his assistant. Well, I've been Noel O'Reilly and myself were his coaches, yeah, assistants. Coaches, we did yeah. everything between us. You know, we yeah. did the, the medical, we did everything. Remember too, he saying you'll be the trainer. And I said, "What's that mean?" He said, "Well, you look after the injuries." And all that. I said, "Well, I don't know a lot." Too, he said to me on the phone. He, he said, "But you know, if a leg, lad's leg was broken, would you?" And I said, "Yeah, I suppose <laughs> I'd hear him screaming." And he said, right. "Well, don't worry about it, so you'll be grand. We'll have the doc with us, Doctor mm. Tony O'Neill, and you'll be just doing a few. You'll be doing a bit of." everything and that's how it worked we did a bit of everything i mean he used to he used to do a bit with the goalkeepers right <laughs> we'd be doing the training with the rest of the team he'd keep an eye on that and then he'd, he'd do the goalkeepers then we'd have a match at the end of training but he let us off now O'Reilly and myself he'd say on the bus going to train and what are we going to do today and we'd say well when, what do you want us to do he said well that's what you are here for i'm just here to keep an eye on it that was too his attitude it was great he gave you confidence let you off and we'd talk about the training between ourselves mm -hmm. and all of myself so we'd had all that experience and training of, and, and going to finals and matches coming up you know very quickly on top of each other with a very small squad of players generally played the finals in the heat although mm -hmm. one finals was in England one final was in Finland one final was in USSR then we went back to Georgia next year for the World Cup so we, I had all that experience and mm. then I brought Noel with me so the, the, the two of us were together so but we had we had um, under 16 18 and the under 20 team had qualified for the World Cup and mm. I got the job they were already qualified yeah. so I was but I didn't know anything about them I didn't I didn't know who they were so I had to start scurrying around from the 1st of February to 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 assess all the players that were eligible for all the teams and we would play friendly matches around their 17 as well like the age groups were called 16 and 18 but they were actually 17 and 19 that's what they're called yeah. now it was it was it was just a, what they were called at the time but then the matches were played the players were all nearly 17 uh, for the under 16 level and, and the same on the 19 but I had so I had three teams on them my control but actually became four or five teams within a year because we were playing friendies at the in-between ages as well you know so you obviously were dealing with uh famously the likes of of damien duff and and uh, uh uh robbie Keane and so on in in that uh, uh particular world cup in malaysia uh I presume you could see the brilliance of these lads. Well, I made a big mistake. I didn't bring Robbie Kane to Malaysia because he was a few years younger than the rest of them. I was only hearing about Robbie. Robbie had gone to Wolves as a young fella from 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 Crumlin, and we hear I was hearing about him. So what I did just before we went to Malaysia, I I organised a match out in the AOL with the players that I didn't know. They were home on the summer holidays from England, right? I didn't know them. I hadn't seen them. They were too young for my teams. If if you know the, the teams I've had so far uh, the only team I've had so far was an under 18 team that we were in a playoff to get to the European finals I inherited that team they won the toss of a coin from a three team group to get a playoff with Norway to go to the European finals in Iceland so that was the, uh, Damien Damien Duff's age group with Alan Mabry Alan Mabry Richard Dunn um, Ross Darcy um, 
that age group but Damien was a year or two young anyway I organised this match and I invited the players out a group of players to, to come and play a, a friendly against the squad that were going to Malaysia and Robbie was one of them and Robbie was so good and he destroyed my defenders that day he would have been at least three years younger than them and he embarrassed the defenders so badly that I had to I had to stop the match I had to stop the match I think I took Robbie off right really? but in my own head I'm going how did I not know this lad is so good because he could have been in the squad that was going Damien was um, Damien was two years younger than the squad that were going to Malaysia but Robbie, I think, would have been three years younger. And so he I, didn't go to Malaysia? No, he I was in Malaysia, but he was in Cyprus the following year okay. in 98. Okay. So we went to Malaysia in 97, summer 97. Summer 98, we, we went to Scotland, we won the European under 16, and we went to Cyprus, and we won the European under under 18. So Robbie was part of that group. Damien could have played in those mm -hmm. finals, but he was... Um, he was he was injured actually for the finals in in in, uh, in Cyprus, mm -hmm. but he went to Malaysia the previous year, and he had been at he was also played in the finals in Iceland in ninety seven, where he was given a year away at that time. But he was the outstanding player in the finals of Malaysia. He would like the player if there was a player of the best team, the tournament Damien would have been in it, uh, even though he was given. He was given uh, three years away to the, the actual under twenty players. What? They were they were seventy seven birdies. I think Damien's a seventy nine. What qualities talking about players did Damien Duff have? Because uh, my brother actually said, uh, not that he's a football manager, but he said um, Damien Duff is about is about half a step down from Diego Maradona. That's how good he is. Well, look, I, I saw, um, I went to Daily Mount one day to watch one of those qualification matches. The, the group was, um, I think it was Denmark, Poland and Ireland. And this would have been one of those matches. I think it was the Polish match I was at. And uh, I remember in the first half, he was playing over the far side in Daily Mount. I said it was about 40 at the match. It was a, a Thursday afternoon. I'm manager of Pats at this time. I'm just going to a youth international to watch a match. He's the lad over on the far side. And he just looked like a wizard on the wing on the far side. And and uh, then he come over this side the second half. That continued. We got a goal. Barry Quinn, the captain, scored a goal in the 97th minute to get them a draw. And it meant, I think, all the matches in the group were a draw and there ended up with a toss of a coin to see who won the group and Ireland came out I ended up being the manager a few months later but I applied this is telling you the story I saw the small lad and it was after a pass match against Rovers when I think we'd won well in Inchicore I was feeling very good about myself but I was feeling bad at how the youth teams were being run and organised and I drove down to Merrion Square and the hand wrote a note to Bernard O'Bourne who was the, the, yeah. the general secretary at the time saying I'm interested in the job but if it gets out uh I want it to be completely private and confidential and you can ring me about it if you're interested. And I, I did know Bernard from school. Vaguely, he was a year or two behind me in school in St. In St. Michael's when I was in the primary school, in the, yeah, primary school. But anyway, so that led, I went for an interview. But lots of people, I think, were interviewed for that job. Mm -hmm. But I, I got the job. I think it might have helped too. He was on the interview board. Uh, he did ring me after and he said, look, don't push the, this crowd about money. He said, they're not like you and me. I said, what do you mean? He said, they don't really care 
care about money. Sorry, they don't really care about football. They just care about minding the money. Right? He said, and I said, do you mean that they give someone else the job who's worse than me because we save money? He said, exactly. Wow. I said, he, he, he said, so I'm just telling you, don't push them too hard if you want it. Right? So what I what actually happened was I thought I'd be able to, to uh, stay on with Pats, take leave of absence from my job in UCD, which was a good, you know, pensionable job, stay on as manager of Pats and do the youth job part-time. But at the interview, they told me, no, that it's a full-time job and you'd have to give it. So I, I, I was having to give up a lovely job in UCD um, with people I love working with, new students every year, you know, lovely environment. And uh, we had moved to Belfield from where the Albert, Albert College was, which is now DCU. And, and the Pats, which I was now running my 10th year, 10th season at Pats, the club I loved. And, uh, and that's, and I took a chance and did that, but I, I was on a career break from UCD. So I had time to go mm. back to UCD if I wanted to, but that never went. So yeah, that first group of players were, were, were brilliant from the off with Damien Duff, extraordinary. I remember the match in Norway, the first competitive game and he tore them upside down, inside out, to the extent that the Norwegian crowd were laughing at how many players he was beating at times and his trickery. And we won the match over there uh, 2-1. Um, big Barry Conlon from Carrick McCross scored the two goals. And then we beat them 3-0 in Dublin in the second leg. And uh, that got us through to the European Finals under 17. And then Damien opens up in the... In Iceland, we played. I remember Spain, Spain beat us three two in the in the tour place playoff, and he, they kicked they kicked the shot out. But he 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 was he was brilliant, and yeah, you know, I still maintain he was the best player that I ever had the pleasure of of working mm. with in terms of technical player and ability. Yeah. I mean, Robbie was an extraordinary player, extraordinary goal scorer, but Damien as a guy is a, a technical player with ability and beating fellas and control and oh, yeah. vision and so on. But look, I you know, got the chance to work with Roy. He was near at the end with Roy. He was an extraordinary player. So, you know, okay, have, have that, you been blessed or not? That brings me to you got the Ireland job the full Ireland job in 2003 uh, I think it was the 28th of January um, and actually you name checked me in the um, in the press conference which I was really really it was an exciting moment in my career because you were you for some reason there was an association of ideas in the press conference of of impressions or people whatever and you said <laughs> Yaman Kilk, <laughs> and I was thinking, if you aren't a manager, just mention my name. By the way, the uh, my favorite uh, Dunphy story is um, at the when we started doing it in nine, 1998. Dunphy goes, uh, <laughs> he's an Egypt. <laughs> I went from being, I went from being not known to being discussed in his radio, which is great, but anyway, so the but, Ireland but, but job, you sent me. You and your comrades, that's right, sent me a card and some strawberries and cream to my house. And in the card, it said, It looks like we mightn't be able to walk for a while. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I thought it was very <laughs> clever and, and very thoughtful. And uh, nice, you know? Well, we were all delighted that you, that, 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 you, that you got the job. Thank you very much, Brian. Why have regular eye tests at Specsavers? 
Well, they can help reveal health issues like diabetes and high blood pressure. Book an appointment online today.